Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Right now, though, I want to talk about a project that uh, we've talked about uh, at great length on this program in uh, the downtown Hamilton area. And it's uh, the property of the old James Street Baptist Church, uh, which is the corner of Jackson and James Street, right across the road from the YMCA downtown. You know the place, the old church that was there. It was dilapidated. Uh, the people that owned the church, uh, that church community, uh, decided to sell it. A developer moved in, was going to build a condo project, and they were going to try to maintain the facade. We talked with the Lackack, or the, uh, the heritage people, it's not Lackack anymore, but preservation of old buildings, and they tried to follow some middle ground. And yeah, this went on and on and on. Finally, they said, okay, we got a solution. And it got some support, and they started selling units, and they apparently the sales went very well. There was only one tiny thing that seemed to be problematic here. The uh, developer ran out of money, I guess, because they killed the project uh, for the longest time, and, and it sat there, and we wondered what's going to happen with that piece of property. Well, it looks as if there could be a happy ending to this whole thing. Jason Farr is the counselor for that area, for downtown in Ward 2, and, of course, he's been following this file very closely. And uh, he joins us on the Bill Keller Show to give us an update. Jay, thanks for the time. Good to have you with us today. Well, thank you for having me, Bill, and I hope to offer uh, as much clarity as Finkelstein will offer before the hour's out. We hope so. We hope so. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. I tried to give a brief history on this. Uh, this has been a, a problematic area. I, I, I remember when that church was open, how fabulous it was. It became dilapidated. Uh, along came a developer, which is not unusual, an infill project, and uh, you were sounding pretty positive at that time that maybe something was going to happen here. Yeah, another one of those uh, heritage redevelopments that uh, turned into a real roller coaster ride, to be sure. This one is uh, unique, as uh, I thought you offered a pretty good synopsis to uh, introduce this piece, actually, Bill. It uh, opened with uh, what was at the time a staff delegated authority to uh, recommend to the Heritage Committee, formerly LAC Act, uh, that a, a partial demolition, as was the terminology at the time, some uh, heritage uh, activists uh, today would call it a demolition, and uh, fair enough, it's a good substantial piece of the church that went down, in order to accommodate what the Heritage Committee, ultimately the Planning Committee and Council approved, which was an adaptive reuse, uh, that saw an app a planning approval for the tower that you mentioned, 30 stories of uh, residential, uh, ground floor uh, commercial, and of course the all important preservation of that facade. So, you know, through a series of uh, issues, I guess, uh, it ultimately landed uh, the project with the uh, developer who initially made the pitch and ultimately received the approvals uh, into a receivership with Sturgill. And so, uh, in the last 24 hours, we've heard some uh, reports that uh, Sturgill has now reached out, as they said they would, to those folks who had bought units initially. Uh, and invested in that uh, early proposal and uh, basically telling them that uh, we're at a point now where we want to move forward on the development. We need to make you whole uh, up until uh, about uh, the point of receivership. And now uh, a law firm was, uh, as decided by the courts, which might was my understanding, Bill, uh, was uh, holding on in trust those uh, deposits. So now it looks like there's a way forward for those folks to get their deposits back. And from what I understand, Bill, even an opportunity, if they still wish to invest, when the new owner, and there's a new owner out there uh, now, which we've also learned in the last uh, week or so, uh, if they want to move forward and, and uh, be part of that new development, they would start from scratch. And my understanding is they would get uh, the same price points they received back in 2015. All right, let's 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 talk about that, because the project, as it was about to move forward, and this is under the previous uh, ownership group that uh, that fell apart, 
uh, was not without its controversy, and even the oh, final wow. solution was a compromise. And, and, you know, the definition of compromise means nobody's happy. I'm not, I'm not going to say it was necessarily that stark, but there's still a lot of people that were bothered by that. Some wanted the church preserved in its entirety. Others thought that the uh, using the facade and then building a high-rise above or below it or anywhere else around there uh, was somewhat problematic. Uh, were, you, were you happy with the design as it was then, or just say, well, that's better than nothing? Uh, I, I may have used the word compromise, as I did with the Gore project yeah. over the years of that roller coaster ride that we've talked about, and that's a good the definition of compromise because, yeah, it's hard to see uh, everyone singing kumbaya when obviously there's an altered state, and in this way a pretty significantly altered state of uh, you know 150-plus years of history uh, right in the heart of our city. Uh, that said, you know, I'll remember way back seven and a half years now, one of my first meetings with uh, 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 places of worship and faith was actually at James Street Baptist when the uh, uh, parishioners uh, wanted to get together with me, the folks that were assisting there. It was a declining... It's a story that we're hearing on a lot of fronts as it relates to some of our places of worship, not only downtown, not only across the city, but across Canada. And they were looking uh, for a purchaser, and as you mentioned off the top, and we were sitting in the, in the front uh, section of the church in the office, and we were with uh, the the you know the, the the managing group of the church and mm-hmm. the priest and everyone else, and they said well, just as I sat down, while you're sitting here, whenever a bus goes by, you're going to hear the mortar fall between the three foot gaps between the outside wall and the inside wall. And sure enough, every time a bus went by, this haunting sound that I still remember to this day, this echo of mortar falling or whatever. Uh, materials were in between in this three-foot gap when they built the church 150 years ago. Obviously different, you know, I don't even know if there were building codes back then. Uh, and, and they, they, you know, they had me believing on, I guess, a superficial level at the time that there were some structural issues. Fast forward to when they tried to sell it, they had more the engineering reports done and even further engineering reports, which led to, by the way, our, our delegated authority at the time for planning staff, to suggest to the Heritage Committee that this is one way to counter, to fully restore one piece of the church, a third of the church, the facade of the church, and and bring in a new uh, development at 30 stories uh, to offset some of those costs of uh, preserving the front piece because engineering reports did show that it was in a, in a deteriorating state. But back to your um, you know definition of compromise, there were still some and are still some in the community that believed that that it could still be fully preserved and that and fair enough i mean anything can be preserved it's at what cost and and what's the appetite for an adaptive reuse want to hear more download the podcast on itunes or google play and listen to the bill kelly show weekdays from nine to noon on am 900 chml